Let's talk suffering. If you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to the last three voice memos. Today I wanted to hit more of the better understanding, defining words, um, asking the right questions so we can actually come to some proper conclusions of who God is and what he's doing. Oh yeah, so yesterday we talked about hell and the question of how could a loving God create a place of hell or send people to hell and um, I hope I explained that in a somewhat easy manner. If not, please, please, please message me about it. So let's talk about it. Um, today, similar, the common question, and, and a lot of people get caught up, and some people straight up just refuse to believe in God because there's so much suffering in the world. Well, if God is, if there is a God, how can there be such injustice and suffering in the world? And again, we have to get to the root of these kinds of questions and understandings about stuff because we, we first we need to understand we did this to ourselves. Um, and I know it's easy for us to do to detach ourselves from Adam and Eve. Unfortunately, we can't because they are our ancestors. Adam cursed us, all mankind. Adam, Adam and Eve cursed us. Every human being born, we are now born into sin, fallen nature naturally rebelling against God and that's where we stand and so not only are we born in our weak flesh and the sinful flesh but the world itself when Adam and Eve fell when they rebelled when they sinned it didn't just affect humanity it affected the entire world uh, pretty probably the entire universe with how everything is just corrupted now it's breaking down so yeah everything has fallen the world has fallen so that's not God's fault that is our fault for choosing something other than God, which what we talked about the other day was sin, right? That's the finding of sin, is just choosing outside of who God is. So if there's suffering in the world because of you, there's suffering in the world because of me, and everyone else that's in this world. Is God allowing it to happen? Yes, because it's all part of his redemptive story. Is that confusing? Absolutely. God has a much bigger plan is, and is able to see history from start to finish and is orchestrating and having his will played out within every aspect of life. And if you think that you're in charge of your own destiny, please try to do something outside of God's will and you'll learn really quickly that that's not true. You know, the easiest way to understand this is when you're preacher is you know telling you stories from the Bible or you yourself are reading your Bible uh, start looking out for the terrible things that happen to God's people that end up being for the good of those people and to the glory of God because remember what's the most important thing to God his own glory so first and foremost that's what he's going to exalt that's not self-consumed that's not arrogant he's God He's allowed to be whatever he wants to be because he is everything. He's created everything. He has all power and all knowledge. So we can't put our finite minds around him wanting to glorify himself above all things as being anything other than, yeah, he's God. What else could be more glorious than him or should be raised above him? Nothing, obviously. But there's many instances in the Bible, just like Joseph being sold into slavery by his brothers. Well, that's pretty much rock bottom, right? You just got betrayed by your family and now you're a slave in a different land 
boy, there must be no God. God must hate me. There's not a God. Come on. With all this happening to me, no such thing. I was, uh, you know, I, I honored him and I, I loved him. So he's either turned his back on me or he doesn't love me. And then how does that story end? He is the reason why all of Israel is now safe and is has uh, food um, and his, it helps his family to survive during hard times, right? Because Joseph rises, rises through the ranks in the prison and then he ends up becoming... What was it? Pharaoh's assistant or, or something. I forget all the details. but And then when he comes across his family, what does he say? The, the famous line, which, you know, this line by itself it proves the sovereignty of God. It says, what you meant... And sorry, I don't know where it's at. I don't know. I, I, if you can't tell, I do most of these memos while I'm driving, which I know is not the safest, but my hands are somewhat free. Um, what you... Joseph says to his brothers, what you meant for evil... God meant for good. Not what you meant for evil, God turned into good. Or what you meant for evil, God eventually made good. No. God had planned all of it. So yes, bad things are going to happen. Terrible, horrific things are going to happen in this world because of our own sin. However, God is planning it all to work out for his glory and our good. Period. What you meant for evil, God meant for good. Eternal perspective is going to help us more and more as we grow in what that looks like. Not being so focused on the worldly distresses. So I know these are all, I mean, we're we're tackling big topics here that will be debated about for all of the rest of this world's existence, you know, so I'm not exhaustively getting into this stuff. But you guys have minds and hopefully godly minds. And so for you to be able to wrestle through this and have clear answers to be able to talk to people about this because these are the kind of questions non-christians are asking or or new believers or you know you want to help people at least again you're not you can't exhaustively talk about this stuff because they're big big issues but to help your brains wrap around a little bit to understand okay yes i don't understand all things and that's fine god understands all things and god is good and he's working all for good so that's that's the mindset to be able to always end up getting to. So that's it for me today. Love you guys.